Welcome to the village. My guest co-host is Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Thanks for being here to talk about back-to-school time and all the hot topics to go along with that. Why don't you tell everybody what you do and your role as a professional and a mom? I'm a practice manager for a healthcare office, primary care, and I have a nine-year-old daughter that's going into fifth grade. She's young for fifth grade, huh? Mm-hmm. Did she skip? Or? She didn't. She Her birthday's the end of October, so she okay. like just met the cutoff. She was very young in preschool. So how's her summer been going? She's been pretty busy. She goes to a recreation program in town that my grandma lives in, and she still has dance all summer long and horseback riding. She also did a lemonade stand this summer. How did that go? So far, it's been pretty profitable. She's donating yeah. some of her money to St. Jude's, actually. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. How did she think of that? Um, Well, when she tried to convince my grandma to let her do this, because she'd go up there during the day, she said that some of her money she would donate. Then we all agreed on St. Jude's, so... That's so cool. Yeah. She kind of thought about that, too. Mm -hmm. How did she come to be so, like, empathetic? Just because she knows I'm a nurse, and I work in healthcare, and a lot of people around her work in healthcare. She really has a good heart. Most yeah. of the time. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> she likes to help people. That's so cool to, at nine to think yeah. about something like that. <laughs> you know, with the summer, now we're heading into almost September here. There's so many things to think about with back to school, especially now. There's been a lot of changes to what back to school means. Remember when in my younger days and in your younger days, there was just a lot of what class are you going to be in? What activities are you going to be in? And now there are so many different challenges with parents worrying about how are they going to keep their kids healthy in school? Mm -hmm. You know, things have changed so much with COVID and with keeping kids back in school and in person, like that actually means something now versus that being taken for granted that it's in person. That's been going on, but how it's going to look in the upcoming year. And then there's Thoughts going around, people talk about monkeypox. There's always some disease someone's talking about now, which is more heightened than it had been your regular cold and flu season. There's always that, so keeping your kid healthy and flu shots and COVID vaccines. What do you do with that? And then bullying. Bullying has actually increased, Mm -hmm. even though we talk about it more, but you know, something hasn't really clicked or changed with bullying. Now, there's the concept of cyberbullying, which actually gives, you know, when you go into cyberspace, you have more of an opportunity to say things you wouldn't normally say, which isn't always a good thing. Other factor that's been more of a factor now is a lot of families are more separated and there's mixed families and there's co-parenting and how does that look like in the face of school? What do you think about, you know, having a nine-year-old that's, you know, pretty significant age for many of these things? Right. Definitely regarding bullying, I always try to keep her focused on being nice to everybody. Even Mm -hmm. if some people are mean to other kids, you just always want to be nice to everybody. You don't need to bully anybody. I mean, she has had instances where people have made fun of her. So I think that has also helped in realizing that you don't want to make fun of people because it does hurt. In fourth grade, that's kind of crazy that she has already encountered some form of bullying already. How did you come to find out about that and what did you do? She's very open with me and her dad and her stepmom. So she told both families. Actually, I used the app to talk with the teacher and her dad did go into the school 
ended up talking with the teacher. I think the principal did end up having a sit down conversation with the little boys eventually because it did happen a couple times, more than once. So there were a few conversations with the principal. <laughs> What you said is key, right? That she has this open communication mm -hmm. with you and dad and stepmom. So whether you're fortunate enough to be able to tell both your parents or just even tell one parent to have that comfort level where you know you can go to your parent. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the best thing, right? To come to know. Because right. if some kids feel like they can't tell anybody, then nothing's going to change. Yeah, I try to remind her of that probably almost daily that she can come to me with anything, that she's not going to get in trouble. Just want her to be able to tell me what she needs to tell me. It doesn't matter what happens, that we'll work through it just because I don't want her to hide anything, especially if it has to do with her being hurt or whatnot. I think it's great that you talk to her about bullying, even before it being an issue, so she knows that it's a thing, right? right? Many kids might feel embarrassed or think it's only happening to them, but if you make it known that this is an issue, this is something that happens, then it's something they can recognize as not just a me thing. Right. You know, it's not an embarrassing thing. This is an issue. That's something that they don't have to tolerate and they shouldn't do themselves. Like, yeah. You know, when kids come in the office, I ask them, are you being bullied? And are you bullying anyone? Like, are, how do you treat other children? I mean, of course, you're not going to say, yes, I'm a bully. Right. But at least if you bring something up, that might trigger a thought. I feel like it's happening younger than I would expect, only because I didn't experience bullying. Didn't ever really experience it, but yeah. seeing it, I don't think that really happened until middle school. The things that she has come home and said that kids are saying and doing is definitely mind-blowing because you would not expect it at her age. <laughs> Just yeah. stuff that kids are learning from home and, I mean, kids being home for two years with their family probably was not the best. <laughs> Because not everybody had that environment where they made the best of it. I guess there's a lot of bad habits, yeah, bad behaviors learned. Yes. Or being on screens and TV more than you normally would be. Right. Because when the parents are working and then picking things up, even video games. I mean, it goes hand in hand with mental health, mm -hmm. right? Kids that bully other kids are not happy kids. Right. But that's not an excuse. You can't treat others badly because something is going on with you. Would you teach her, like, about, you know, if somebody's bullying, you should kind of feel sorry for them in a way? Well, I have told her that she should, even if she told myself or her father, it's definitely better than not telling anybody, yeah. <laughs> depending on what was going on. I definitely try to get her to see both sides of things. And not that I want her to feel bad for every single person in every situation. It's really, really important that parents learn from this situation that if you tell your kids and talk to them and have conversations with them, even like we say, like a daily check-in, have communication open so that you're always kind of in touch with it. It's hard. Some parents work nights, mm -hmm. you know, and some parents work two, three jobs and That's kind of what they have to do. Yeah. We definitely have a lot of talking time because between going to dance or in home and horseback riding, we have about a 20-minute drive. So yeah. tonight I'll pick her up from dance at 7, and then we'll have like a 
15, 20 minute ride home. So usually that's when we talk things out, if anything, what's been going on. And that, it's definitely a good time to check in. And then it's same thing in the mornings. I bring her to Johnstown and my grandma meets me to bring yeah. her to school. So that's great. So like anytime you can kind of squeeze in. Yeah. Just finding time. Yeah, whenever you see your child, just have a little bit of time to let them talk. Yeah, I think family dinners at a certain time at the table are kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. Unfortunately, especially living on a farm with me, like dinner is not always at a certain time. And then you throw in dance and horseback riding and whatever else she's doing. There's never a good time to sit down and have dinner. So anytime there's a chance to just talk is always a plus. Exactly. Does she help you with stuff with the farm and the horses? She is supposed to help with the horses (laughs) because one is technically hers. She does help bring them in and out from the pasture. She'll get their grain ready. She's lucky enough that I only have one pick right now to clean out their pen, so she doesn't have to do the poop shoveling yet. She will if I ask her. It's faster if I do it. I have to get her her own. She'll do what she needs to do with time. Now, with the situation in school... I mean, now we'll see with the new school year with the kids that were bothering her if the principal's conversation was effective. Right. Hopefully they're in a different class. I mean, they do change who the kids are with every year, so that could happen, hopefully. And hopefully those kids don't bother other kids and there's some kind of repercussions for them so they learn. So there's some interesting things with, with bullying. I was reading about this actually Bullies, the bystanders who actually watch bullying, mm-hmm. have mental health effects too. So the bully has mental health issues, which is why they're bullying. They're giving other people mental health issues. Bullying actually, you can't take it for granted that it's just a childhood thing because bullies are lifelong. There's bullies in the workplace. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right? As a manager, I'm sure that's something you're very well acquainted with. Like, what do you do? I mean, it definitely is something that you can't just think, oh, you get bullied in school and then you get over it. You know, you meet years later and the bully's <laughs> in a bad situation and the rest of us are fine. That's Not necessarily. I mean, bullying can be like a lifelong thing. Some people are more prone to bullies, especially if you're getting bullied in the workplace. Well, how do you deal with it in the workplace? (laughs) Try to get everybody on the same page is the best way to do it, but it's not always easy. And do you report? I mean, people might feel silly saying I'm getting bullied in the workplace. It is important to report it because we have zero tolerance. We don't want anything like that going on. I don't think we technically have bullying, but there's definitely some issues that could lead to bullying, I would think. Yeah, so it's good to, I know there's always during orientations and during like the my learning education Mm -hmm. things we have to complete, things like that, harassment comes up, which bullying and harassment are pretty similar. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so there's one website for parents, stopbullying.org, to look into resources and just education and then they just recommend like the steps would be collecting evidence so if you're being bullied I don't know what evidence might not always be available maybe witnesses or just really just telling a parent and then going to someone like administration and confronting it and just not letting it slide because if it's not you it'll be someone else so really yes 
What else is on your mind with back to school? How do you prepare? Just getting ready for crazy busy, even more than we already are. We're going to need to get some hand sanitizer. Yeah. I always make sure she has one to keep at school, and then she has one on her book bag. Yeah. And reminding her to always wash her hands after using the bathroom for cleanliness purposes and getting that back to school physical done. Yeah, you want to get that. We have to say, Ashley and I would agree, just do it early because everyone's going to be racing for that. And it is a crazy busy time. Like I try never to take time off during back to school because it's so crucial because it's sports physicals too. Like I really don't want kids missing out on their sport because they didn't have their physical. Yeah. And the coaches will keep them back and not let them participate. Don't want to get in that situation. Physical exam the annual may be the only time they see a doctor because right. if they're pretty well, they won't see the doctor. So when do you catch up on how they're doing and little things? What about flu shot? She gets her flu shot every year. Actually, last year, my grandpa's a pharmacist, so he yeah. gave it to her. He usually gives it to my whole family. No, that's convenient. It's just pretty convenient yeah. um, that he give, can do it. And then um, she isn't doing for her physical until around December, so... We have a little time, and we actually schedule it right when we leave. (laughs) That's always a good thing, to just have that ready. What's the reason that you're so particular about the whole family getting the flu shot? My whole family is in the medical field, so it's kind of just something we all have to do pretty much. yeah. (laughs) Um, My great-grandma is going to be 90 this year, so we don't want her to get sick with the flu or COVID or anything, so... That's pretty important. And Briella does have a baby brother with her father and stepmom, so making sure that she doesn't get the flu or yeah. anything that will make him sick. That's important because uh, the younger age group, unlike what COVID did in general, mm-hmm. flu, RSV, these cold viruses hit babies yeah. really hard. Yeah, we just had a a baby I sent to the ER because he's four months old and he's just not getting better with RSV. Like his sister just got it. She's four and she's fine. She has a cold and the parents are fine. They don't have anything. Right. But the baby's just not kicking this work of breathing every day and vomiting. It's it's good to protect the little ones with the flu. You know, the flu does change variants constantly every year, but... The vaccine is always somewhat protective. There are some years you just don't know how virulent it's going to be every year. So it's just always good to have any protection you can get. Right. Yeah, the hand sanitizer is great. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we hadn't seen the flu as bad the past couple of years because everybody was being so particular. Right. But now we're seeing it more again and we're seeing everything again. And now that they're not wearing the masks in school, I'm sure kids are going to start getting sick again. Yeah. More than they have been. Yeah, the viruses are just having a field day. Yeah. There's bodies for (laughs) us again. Might as well, you know, get them while we can. I had a mom who's not sure that she wanted to send her kid to school. She doesn't vaccinate a ton, but then she was going to so her kid could go to school. But then she said, well, I don't know if I want to send him to school because of monkeypox. (sighs) I don't think the news does us any favors by mentioning things that are irrelevant. 
I agree. <laughs> yeah, because you're throwing out names because we've heard of chicken pox and some people have heard of smallpox, but monkey pox is not as easily spreadable. So you can't right. just go walking in a store. It's more like body secretions, mm-hmm. intimate contact. So it's really if anybody has symptoms like this or is high risk, the majority of cases is more like a sexually related right. type of thing. So I definitely wouldn't keep your kid from school yeah. because of monkey pox. If someone is feeling unwell with symptoms like the rash that mm-hmm. comes with monkeypox, which looks similar to a chicken pox type rash, and then they do have that, you know, fever, body aches, then anyone with symptoms <laughs> like that, you stay away from because right. they are sick with something that you don't want. Yeah. Was that something that you thought of or was brought up? No, I did not have any worry about monkeypox for my daughter okay i told that mother like she could send her kid to school with without any worries for that you know and with school they're still so particular if your child is sick with anything or has a cough or anything they're still sending kids yeah home to get cleared or not necessarily covid test but just get checked out not too many worries with that so some of the other things like you had mentioned a few times with there being a dad in the picture, there's a stepmom, and there's another household. So that this is very, very common. And, you know, I've seen parents, obviously, all day, every day, having this situation. And more often than not, it's difficult or frustrating. Every now and again, you'll have where it's fine. And it's actually better for some people, their lives, because they work together well. But in this very room I'm in, mm-hmm. I had met with four parents all for one child the exes and the currents it was a difficult situation that used to be fine but now was not fine which is obviously why they had to get together with me to talk about this so it can be frustrating i think that when you're going through something that feeling of feeling like you're alone in this particular situation what are your thoughts it's definitely a struggle. I wouldn't say every day, but just about every day. Um, <laughs> Not every day, but every day. <laughs> almost every day. For the people that are lucky that they get along, that's great. I hope that we're there someday. Yeah. I mean, we get along enough to get through life, but yeah. we definitely do not see eye to eye on certain things. Our parenting styles are a bit different. I'm more realistic and have conversations, I feel like, if that's a good way to put it. But they are in my opinion overly realistic and tell her information that I don't feel a nine-year-old should know. Conversations between the three of us, her stepmom, her father, and myself. I don't think that she needs to see or hear all of that because it can get a little heated at times, but sometimes she does end up seeing or hearing those text messages. That does get frustrating. We don't agree on even doctors. I would like to Mm -hmm. change her doctor. Mm -hmm. So it even comes down to that. The one thing we do agree on is no social media. She does not technically have a phone, and we both agree on that. She does have an old iPhone that only goes off Wi-Fi. She's not supposed to go on TikTok at my house, at least. I don't allow it. She's asked for Snapchat. I don't allow that. No Facebook, Instagram, and they agree with that as well. It is getting harder with her being so active and going back and forth with us for me to communicate with her not having a phone, but I also do agree she should not really have one at this point. I mean, I grew up with no cell phone service, so I didn't have a phone until I went to high school. Which I think it's good. We didn't have cell phones until college. It wasn't a thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it really, even when I first started high school, they weren't really a thing. I think it was like flip phones at first. Yeah. The Razor, probably. Yeah, it was first. Uh, I wish we could get on the same page and just all get along. We have our ups and downs. We can get along fine. We'll text fine. And then somebody does something, usually me, that somebody doesn't like. And <laughs> I don't see an issue with it. But then the conversations get pretty heated and then irrational comments get made from yeah. both sides, yeah. most likely. We do our best, I think, at this point. It's tough because we're talking about a situation where there's people who are once together. And obviously, if you're not together, there's a personality issue where two people can't be together anymore for like different various reasons. So... To then raise a child in that situation, that's like the worst thing to have to do when you don't get along with somebody or you don't want to have that relationship with somebody anymore. But here you have to raise a child together, especially when there's a stepmom involved too, because, you know, the child is in her life too. So there's parenting things, right? Right. I'm very thankful she does have a good stepmom and she takes care of her very well. I just am so busy, like see with work and farm things I'm going nonstop. They are much better at being timely. My brain at this point is so full, I think, from work. I just forget a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) Not real important, (laughs) not important things. Just when is Dan's summer camp over and I have to ask a million times or I give them half of the child insurance premium. How many times have I had to ask how much this is? So I just... Instead of asking now, I'll just read back in my text messages. Oh, yeah. I just can't remember ever. Well, it's hard because on your end, are you doing this alone? For the most part, yeah. My boyfriend, we live with him and we do a lot together. But him being a farmer, he's very busy as well. Briella's father and her stepmom have very nine to five jobs, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Whereas you are very familiar with the healthcare system, being a provider, manager, Mm -hmm. you are working all the time. It doesn't matter what time it is, really. And you never know when you're really going to be done with work if you're considering done going home. Yeah. (laughs) Where they, I don't believe they have to worry about that. He worked for a heating place, I believe, and she does insurance. So it's very... Timed. Yeah. So I'm always running around doing things last minute and they aren't like that. I think it might be genetic, but being late just runs in my family. Uh, I always think that... I have two more minutes to get something done, and the yeah. next thing I know, and it never fails, the traffic is always bad when I'm in a hurry. So. Yeah, exactly. It really, yeah, it depends on your job and your life, and you do have a million things going on, and it is hard, and it's challenging. I mean, I think being mindful that the other parent has that kind of life, and hopefully they're understanding. Yeah, not so much, yeah. but I mean, I'm used to it at this point. Yeah. Like, I can be 10 minutes late picking up slash dropping off, and it's an ordeal. Or trying to get them to come out here to town of Florida, Amsterdam, to come pick her up. That gets frustrating because that doesn't happen usually, almost yeah. never. And if it is, it's not technically at the house. I'll meet them in the city or something. So it yeah. does get frustrating because, I mean, we're busy 
at home and then I'm busy here too so I have a big truck so gas and everything that does really stink. I think that's my biggest frustration with the co-parenting right now. We can't be more flexible with drop-off pickup or switching weekends. That's something that is my family is always like oh is it your weekend or is it his weekend? Those kind of things are very frustrating because I am okay to be flexible but it's usually not the same on the other side unfortunately. Now is it not okay with them because they have things they need to do or is it because they just want to be difficult? I don't always think they have things to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess sometimes people will do things just yes. to prove a point. I um, think a lot of the situations are because maybe being vindictive, mm-hmm. but don't want to assume. But it just, it just seems like that a lot of the time. I've seen that more often than not. People want to be vindictive are try to prove a point or lay down the law. Yeah. Instead of just being more understanding towards, just as a human being, just as another person. Right. But people don't think that way. That's just not how That's the world not how works. works yeah. And, and it stinks. <laughs> even if they can't help, they won't help. Right. Even if it doesn't make a difference, that's just how it is. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems we have with the world. Like, people just can't be kind. I think it's very important to show kids these days how people used to be raised. You have to yeah. do things and you have to be kind yeah. and just show them the way, not how life is now with computers and everything. I think it's important for them to see how things actually work and the important things. <laughs> Yeah, just treating people better. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the problem with, with everything is the way people are being treated. Right. Like, if you were nice to people, we wouldn't have as much mental health issues. But, yeah. But people don't even know how to really talk to human beings anymore, right? Because everything is so Automated. computerized. And, yeah. It yeah. is. And yeah. we hear that all the time with our phones. But, unfortunately, that's how it is now. Yeah. I think we just need to take more of those breaks. And I think it's great, like, you guys do agree on that part, because that's really important. A nine-year-old with a developing brain and mind doesn't need all of these things. What made you guys decide not to allow her to have something like TikTok and Snapchat? I was raised, I wasn't supposed to have, back then it was MySpace, and like now growing up, I see why. I think we just agree because we both see what could happen. And TikTok isn't, I don't think it's used very properly in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's giving a false image of how people really are. People can put whatever they want on the internet and show their life, but it might not be actually how their life is. Yeah. I have seen a lot of that on YouTube videos that she watches. She does go on YouTube, but you can't, a lot of these things that are on there, people are making money but that's not a real job you have to have plans and goals you can't just say i'm gonna be a tiktok star or instagram or youtube star that people have these elaborate houses and cars and their life looks perfect and i don't want her to have a false image or have bad body images or thinking of herself or how the world really is and I don't really just don't want anything to happen to her. And it just so happened a couple of weeks ago, there was something on the local news about a local girl who was 13, maybe, and met somebody on Snapchat and didn't know that he was older 
And she was abducted for, I mean, a short period, Mm -hmm. but still 24 hours, that's enough. And Briella just so happened to be watching it with me. I was like, see, this is why I don't want you to have this. It's a good thing she was watching because case in point right there. These are the things that happen and it could be worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Because you get this, like, emotional connection with somebody on uh, an app. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dangerous. It is. I never want her to go through anything like that, so I'm very cautious about it. (laughs) It's not necessary because your socialization, especially at that age, can very well be done with your sports and your Mm -hmm. activities and your dance and everything that you do. Because then when you come home, you should be doing your homework and interacting and reading. Right. Yeah, kids should be reading. It's a great place to learn reality. Actually, books and novels, even if they're fiction, there's some reality to it much more than a YouTube, what is it called, influencer. (laughs) Yeah, whatever they are. I'm not sure. I do have also a time limit for her, for her phone. I only did 7.30 to 7.30. I mean, by 7.30, she's with my grandma and Mm -hmm. she's getting breakfast and whatnot before school. Usually when dance starts for normal dance season, she's there from 4.15 until 7 or 8 at night. So Mm -hmm. she usually doesn't have much time to use it anyways. I do, even in the summer, remind her that it's 7.30 to 7.30. Yeah, she has time with family and time to get whatever she needs to get done, done. That's perfect. By then, she's probably so tired. She's tired even if she doesn't think she is. I'm usually ready for bed by then. Yeah, I could fall asleep anytime. It's good that you guys agree on these really crucial points. It's hard with parenting style. I I think some parents that are together probably have different opinions but then it's hard because it's just the two of them versus now you have opinion of another parent and three parents four parents right it's difficult everybody will have their different style and personalities what's the best thing to do just try to communicate trying to communicate in the best way that we can. I won't engage in person with that, especially if it's going to be a confrontation. It's just because I don't want her to hear those kind of things. She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to worry about her parents fighting or anything like that. She is a kid. I feel that she shouldn't have to think about those things. That's a great point because, like I said, I had those four parents in here with that one. He was a teenage boy, very like sensitive one, and uh, they were talking a lot in front of him, and then we had the therapist here, and she just walked out with him mm-hmm. because yeah seeing that interaction kids start to feel guilty like oh my god everyone's fighting because of me and she does have some guilt because she's always saying i don't want you to be mad if i do this or mm-hmm. if she wants to go with her friends or all sorts of different things but i don't want her to feel like anything is her fault ever when it comes to her father and i because that has absolutely nothing to do with it yeah Yeah, it's not about her. She's a blessing. She's a great kid by the sound of it. So does anything change much with back to school routine-wise, you know, versus the summertime for her? For her, no, not really. I mean, tonight I will be getting her from dance, and she did have a week straight with her dad. We are both able to have a week straight two times a year. I just don't ever take a whole week off. Mm -hmm. Like, I have never taken one week straight off. So... For me to have her a week and not have the days off, it is more work for my grandmother, actually, yeah. and myself to get her when I have to go to work. But 
no, our schedule, her schedule, it is pretty rigid. We don't change yeah. other than those time frames for vacation. We don't change anything usually. <laughs> Try to keep her on a schedule. Yeah. yeah. A lot of kids, especially teenagers, their schedules will, will change with much later bedtimes and not much. But it depends. Some kids do a ton of activities in the summer. Some kids don't do much. But during the school year, I'm sure she has a pretty set routine. Yeah. We try to, well, at least my house, on days that she does not have dance, 8.30, strictly bedtime. The days that she does have dance until 8, by the time we get home, it's already 8.30, so bedtime is usually about 9, mm-hmm. depending on, usually she does eat before. My grandma will take her to get something to eat or have something made for her so she can eat before, but those late nights, they're rough for me, so... Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a kid. But yeah, some of the sports and games and things last so long, right. too. I don't know when those kids even get to do their homework. But it is a good idea to get enough sleep. You know, the amount of sleep kids need is actually a lot more than they tend to get. Yeah. It's actually supposed for teenagers, it's supposed to be 8 to 10 hours. And then the younger age group, like 10 to 12 that's actually what's recommended. I don't think too many kids get... Teens, a lot of them don't get the 8 to 10, but it is a good idea for the younger age group to get at least the 10 hours in growing children like her age, 9 years old. Yeah, it sounds like, like your daughter definitely has a pretty healthy kind of schedule and lifestyle, trying to get her kind of mind, body, soul, a good routine going. Does she fall asleep right away? I think so. When it was just her and I, it was really tough. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really care. I finally yeah. got her out of my bed. But then she would make a little slumber on my floor yeah. and next to my bed. But yeah, she now does fall. And she doesn't wake up, thankfully, in the middle of the night. Yeah. If she does, she doesn't wake me up. Yeah. I mean, she has our great day that sleeps with her as well. No. So Well, that's probably <laughs> something comforting. Yeah. The key with her is probably how active she is during the right. day. So keeping kids active. A lot of kids come in with sleep problems. So my advice is always making sure they're active even if they don't have a lot of activity in the school they do when they come home get them to take a walk do their chores do something that tires them out because video games and phones the screen time actually decreases your natural melatonin so when it's time for bed you don't have that melatonin increase you're supposed to have once it starts getting darker outside the screens for all of us have a direct effect on your sleep so Putting any screens away, not spending too much time on devices and TV and video games. And if they do, at least an hour to two hours before bed. Shut it all down, especially when it's time for school. You can't learn if you're tired. You're going to be tired if you can't sleep. So trying to encourage your kids to get off their devices. If they just have a harder time sleeping in general, having something like some kids, if they have their pets, you know, it's something comforting to fall asleep or... The sleep time music, some parents will put TV on in the back. I don't encourage that, but if it's for like keeping the screen black and just having the sleep time music, I know Amazon has evening rain or nighttime rain, like an eight to 10 hour video playing and they have it dark on the screen. And that's really soothing. I've used it myself (sighs) for, for sleep. Any kind of like white noise, sleep time music. It's supposed to actually 
go with the rhythm of like your heart. It's like a human connection. So it's not just this airy fairy thing that's made up. It's actually true. So white noise is helpful for sleep for kids and, and for anybody doing a good bedtime routine with bath and maybe reading a book, putting some bedtime music on. Because again, turning to melatonin, well, that only helps with a certain group of kids with different disorders. There's no use taking away your own melatonin and then trying to replace it with a melatonin gummy form. Right. So I always say getting enough sleep is really helpful to boost your immune system. So if you're right about your kids going back to school and their immunity and, and their being around all these viruses and all this stress and you know just being around other kids, just sleep is so important for your immune system. Other things would be a good diet. So the veggies and fruits have a good amount of the vitamins and minerals they need. So naturally getting them their veggies and fruits, healthy fats, whole grains, probiotics are a good thing. I always like if they get some extra vitamin C and turmeric. Turmeric, there's actually studies about turmeric being a, such a strong anti-inflammatory naturally that it helps in diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, which is a highly inflammatory disease. People have given good feedback with their like disease and pain that turmeric has helped because it's anti-inflammatory. So imagine what it does with immunity because it helps decrease inflammation, which improves your immunity. So getting your kids some turmeric, whether it's the gummies again, or you can just do the powder. Right. But mixing it with honey because turmeric powder doesn't taste the best. <laughs> just having a good amount of activity during the day, nutrition, sleep, rest, vitamins, and of course the hand washing, hand sanitizers, <laughs> yeah. and plus or minus mask. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to get into the mask debate right now. But thanks so much for hitting some hot topics with Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Any final words of wisdom from a mom? Don't be worried about monkeypox. <laughs> And just having a good open line of communication, especially if you're in a co-parenting situation, just being understanding and making sure they know that you want to be able to have your child be honest with you with any situation. Perfect. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.